You're listening to the 49 Carats Podcast, a 49ers goldmine production with Stephanie Sanchez. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another edition of the 49 Carats Podcast. I'm your host, Steph, and today I'm going to be previewing the 49ers offense and how they match up against the Broncos defense because Sunday night football is coming up. And let's just jump right into some of the news, some of the injury news heading into this game. So we are all, uh, you know, very anxious to know George Kittle. What is his availability going to be like for this game? Will he be ready to go? He was at practice again today, and he was not on the final injury report, which is a great sign. George Kittle set to make his season debut in Denver Sunday night football uh, under the primetime lights. Let's go. That's always some great news, getting George Kittle back in the fold. Eric Armstead, though, he has been dealing with a foot injury. And while Shanahan earlier in the week said he should be good to go this week uh, on Sunday, he has not practiced at all this week, including today, Friday. And he was listed as questionable on the injury report. And I wonder, have to wonder, so does the fact that the game is Sunday night instead of the morning, do you think that helps at all in Eric Armstead's case? I mean, in the morning, you know, I don't know if it's the same for athletes, but for me, my body's still a little tight. You know, things are still hurting. uh, And, you know, later in the day, I feel a little bit better. So I wonder if the Sunday night football slate will help Eric Armstead be able to play in this game. And I also wonder, you know, is Armstead the kind of player who could play without having to practice at all in the week? Uh, I would lean towards yes. I mean, he's been in the league for many years now he's now a vet and uh, he's been with the 49ers for many years now so I don't think he necessarily needs to practice at all for him to be able to play in this game and so I still feel like there is a chance he's able to suit up but of course if Eric Armstead is not out there the 49ers will need to rely on Javon Kinlaw Kevin Givens maybe even a little bit of Kerry Hyder uh to produce in this game and the rotation is going to be very, very key because the Denver altitude is no joke. And it does, you know, the 49ers are flying in uh, to Colorado tonight. And I, I believe that's a little earlier than they usually would for a Sunday night football game. But I think that's because they want to get used to the altitude, um, you know, before the game. Now, that's great and all, but it's different just being here than to actually play and, you know, do physical activity in this altitude. Uh, it does take some time, and so it's it's no joke, okay? So I do expect that the defensive line, you know, who already likes to rotate their guys pretty often and keep them fresh, I expect that they'll rotate even more Uh often in this game. Uh, So just something to keep an eye on. Obviously, if Eric Armstead is out, that is a blow to the rotation. But, you know, the 49ers believe in guys like Kinlaw and Givens, uh, you know, to be able to get more time and be productive uh, in Eric Armstead's absence should he be gone. Now, let's look at the Broncos side of things. Offensive lineman Quinn Miners, uh, he's listed as questionable kind of surprising because I was actually, I I talked about him just the other day and his injury, his hamstring injury. And I think he was slated to miss like four weeks and it's week three and he's questionable. So 
there's a chance that he plays. He was limited in practice uh, today and yesterday, I believe. So, yeah, maybe there's a chance that he could play. And obviously that would be a big, uh, big bonus for the Broncos if he's available. Uh, as well as defensive lineman DJ Jones. You guys might have heard of him. Uh, former 49er DJ Jones. And, of course, uh, their second-year player, cornerback uh, Pat Sertain. Also questionable, both of those guys. So they they have guys who are healthy. And Jerry Judy, who is one of the other very notable players we've all been kind of waiting to see. Um, he did not practice Thursday, but he did return to practice on Friday. So he was also listed as questionable. And so there is, of course, a chance that Jerry Judy plays in this game as well. Obviously, again, a boost for the Broncos offense. Before we get into the preview here, I just want to ask you guys to subscribe to the channel if you haven't yet. Uh, like this video. I always appreciate all the love and all the support. Uh, put a lot of work into these previews, so make sure you go ahead and like if you are a fan uh, of what I'm doing here. So I'm going to just start off by talking about the 49ers running backs. I mean, uh, Jeff Wilson Jr., he got the bulk of the carries last week uh, playing in place of Elijah Mitchell, uh, who has been hurt. And Ty Davis Price as well got a lot of carries. Of course, Ty Davis Price is now hurt as well. So it's going to be Jeff Wilson Jr., the RB1. And then we can expect to see Jordan Mason get some carries in this game, as well as probably Marlon Mack, uh, who was signed uh, you know, earlier in the week. And he was also signed to the – sorry, I think – was Marlon Mack signed last week? I don't even remember. I think he was signed – no, he signed earlier this week. All the weeks are kind of like blending in at this point. Um, but Marlon Mack, he was signed to the 53-man roster, so I would expect Jeff Wilson Jr., Jordan Mason, and Marlon Mack to be active for this game. Um, and, of course, you know, Debo, he's an honorary running back. Uh, he'll get some carries in this one too. Jeff Wilson Jr., I thought, looked great in week two. Uh, he handled 18 carries for 84 yards. He also added two receptions for 19 yards. PFF gave him a 72.5 overall grade. Now, Jordan Mason, he's going to be, as I said, he's going to get more opportunities, but he didn't get any carries last week. He was active for that game, didn't didn't have any carries. Um, but if anything, I don't know, that maybe could be an advantage for the 49ers because if he can play well, uh, there isn't any NFL film on him, right? Just the preseason games, so... The Broncos defense are going to have to look either at just the preseason games or his college tape to try to get a feel for what Jordan Mason does. And even then, they might not be ready. Uh, I know we're all excited to finally see Jordan Mason in an actual game. And like I said, like we, we don't really know what to expect. Uh, I guess the only thing we could expect is that he could be a bit of a wild card for the backfield in this game. And, uh, you know, hopefully he could play a good game. I certainly think the fact that he can, um, you know, break tackles and get a lot of get extra yards after uh, contact is you know, one of his best strengths. So I think we probably see a lot of that in this game for Jordan Mason. Um, but the other running back, as I mentioned, is Marlon Mack, uh, who also kind of a wild card. I mean, there is plenty of NFL tape on him, but I'm not sure any of us really know what to expect from Marlon Mack. I mean, he spent the preseason with the Texans. 
and he did grade out pretty well on PFF. And funny enough, his best showing, his best game of the preseason was against the 49ers in that uh, third preseason game. He had 10 carries for 55 yards in that one. And I expect we see all three of those guys get some action. And remember, the reason that I say that is because of the altitude. I mean, a guy can get a 10-yard gain, which in maybe most cases he would stay in the game for another go, uh, another play. Uh, but in Denver, you know, you you get 10 yards, you might be feeling a little gassed, and so you you might take a break and someone else would come in. So that's why I say, like, I really do expect – all three running backs to get some action in this one. Um, and I think they're going to have a, a pretty good rotation, but of course I still expect Jeff Wilson jr. To get the bulk of the carries. And obviously I also think that we see plenty of Debo up um, in the backfield once again. And who knows? I mean, they, they have Ayuk. Ayuk can get a carrier too. I don't know. They could try some trickeration. Uh, Kyle Juszczyk as well. They can get him involved. Uh, with a carrier too, I, I don't know. There's just some options out there for them. Uh, the good news is the 49ers, they currently rank fourth in rushing yards. And yes, that is even with all of the injuries that they've sustained at the position. And the Broncos are currently ranked fifth in rushing yards allowed. So this is a favorable matchup for the 49ers if they want to run the ball, which they do, they always do. Uh, and so this is, uh, it, it's shaping up to be a good game for the run game, which if the run game is good, the 49ers offense is good. And it kind of just trickles has a trickle down effect to everything else. Another plus for the run game is the return of George Kittle, right? I mean, we know how valuable he is as a run blocker for this team. Uh, but he also has an impact in the passing game, right? And so I, I know that, you know, Brandon Ayuk and Debo are great, but having the threat of George Kittle out there as well just adds another, uh, you know, viable option to this offense. So let's talk about how the Broncos linebackers match up here uh, with the 49ers and George Kittle. So Jonas Griffith, he is one of the uh, Broncos linebackers, former 49er. You guys might recall the 49ers traded him to the Broncos for, I believe it was a seventh round pick a few years ago, a couple years ago. Um, and then their other linebacker is Alex Singleton. So last week, Griffith allowed all four of his targets to be caught for 40 yards. 40, not four, sorry. Uh, and Singleton allowed three receptions on five of his targets for 28 yards. And I will say they're both pretty solid on coverage against running backs. But tight ends and wide receivers, uh, there's potential for mismatch there. Uh, and so currently the Broncos are 22nd in DVOA so far against tight ends this season. Again, enter George Kittle. Uh, you know, we haven't seen him yet this season, but we know, we know how good he is. And we also know that he has great chemistry with Garoppolo already. So we know what he's capable of. So having him back is going to be obviously a great addition, not just for the run blocking, but again, forcing those tough matchups for the Broncos secondary. Speaking of Jimmy Garoppolo, how do the Broncos defend him in this game? That's one of the bigger questions. 
I think most teams at this point know what Garoppolo brings. You know, he isn't that deep threat quarterback, nor is he a threat to run the ball himself like Trey Lance was. So obviously the way that a defense would defend Jimmy Garoppolo is different than a team would defend Trey Lance. Okay. We, we know that. Um, and so I would expect the Broncos to focus on defending the run first and foremost, and let's see if they can, because again, that stat I mentioned that haven't been very great at that so far, but I, I do think they're going to try, right? They're going to try to stop uh, the 49ers run game, maybe loading the box. I don't know what that, what that will look like for them, but uh, you know, they're going to try to stop that first and foremost, try to get the, try to force the 49ers to throw, basically make them one dimensional. And when the 49ers do throw, I would expect the Broncos to one, try to get pressure on Jimmy. Um, and you know, they, they could do that. They have Bradley Chubb, DJ Jones and Randy Gregory. Uh, and then two, I, I think, they're going to want to crowd the intermediate levels of the field, right? Because that's where Jimmy does his best work um, as well as the receivers in this offense. That's kind of how like Kyle Shanahan likes to scheme things for him. Uh, so that's what I would expect in this game. So it's going to be up to Jimmy Garoppolo to make those throws when they're available, get the ball out quickly. And of course it's also up to the offensive line to run block, uh, you know, well, so that they don't have to be one dimensional. You know, you always want to get your run game going. Um, so you don't have to throw as much. And so, I mean, I feel like that's always the game plan with this team, no matter who's under center on honestly. And so I think we see, uh, you know, kind of the same offense that we saw last season for the 49ers, which isn't a bad thing. I mean, it was the offense that when it was clicking, it, it, it was good enough to take them to, uh, you know, the NFC championship game. And so, yeah, I, I mean, I think this is going to be a great matchup for the 49ers. And uh, while we were on the subject of Jimmy Garoppolo, though, I do have a cap or no cap. Uh, if any of you guys are watching in the comments here. So cap or no cap? Because today, Kyle Shanahan said Jimmy Garoppolo is quote, one of the best throwers on this planet. That is what Kyle Shanahan said today. So I ask you guys, cap or no cap, tell me in the comments. I think this is no cap, and I'll tell you why. Because technically, technically he is right. Uh, they're, what, like eight, seven, eight billion people on the planet? Something like that? So, and you only have like 30... There's only 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh, I mean, you can argue some college quarterbacks might be in the running for one of the best throwers, too. You know, I don't know. So let's say there's a top 50 of throwers. That that would still mean that Jimmy Garoppolo is one of the best throwers on the planet. I mean, yeah, he's probably not one of the best quarterbacks in the league, He's, you know, we've always agreed. I feel like he's in the mat. He's in that middle tier. Uh, but I mean, Kyle Shanahan saying he's one of the best throwers on the planet. It's not technically wrong. Um, <laughs> technically. Uh, so yeah, that I say, I say no cap on that one. Uh, 
But yeah, I, I just thought that was pretty funny. Kyle Shanahan always hyping up his guys. Uh, you, I mean, you love to see it. Um, okay. 49ers receivers. Let's get to that. Oh, there we go. Uh, so let's talk about the Broncos cornerbacks, actually, because this is who the receivers are going to have to match up against. Patrick Sertain and Ronald Darby are the Broncos outside corners. Sertain, like I said, it's looking like he will be able to play on Sunday. He is listed as questionable, so I would assume he gives it a go. Um, in week one, he allowed all six of his targets to be caught, but just for 35 yards. So in my opinion, it always comes down to the yardage uh, because there are some cornerbacks who like to keep everything in front of them. I spoke about Charvarius Ward um, in my last episode that, you know, he did allow a lot of targets, but not a lot of yards. So, and it looked like he was playing some off-man coverage uh, last week. And so trying to keep things in front of him and not allowing the big play, not not getting beat deep. So Sertain, obviously a, a good corner in this league. In week two, he allowed two of his three targets to be caught before going out with his injury in that one. But like I said, he is looking, it's looking like he's going to play on Sunday. And then on the other side, they have Ronald Darby, who in week one was targeted five times, allowed three receptions. But he also had one forced completion and one pass breakup in week one. In week two, Darby was targeted five times, but only allowed one reception and had another forced incompletion in that game. So, I mean, I, I feel like the Broncos' corners are one of their strengths for, you know, their secondary and their defense. So, but even then, you know, I feel good about the matchup. And, you know, I'll talk about the Broncos' safeties, and then I'll get into the you know, 49ers receivers. So the Broncos safeties, Caden Stearns and Kareem Jackson. Jackson didn't allow any receptions in, you know, his coverage last week. And then Stearns uh, last week allowed uh, three receptions uh, for 31 yards in his coverage. Uh, but but let me, let me talk about the 49ers receivers and why I think, why I still feel good about the matchup. So Debo last week, he caught all five of his targets for 44 yards. Um, obviously he's playing the wide back role where he's, he's 50, 50, you know, in the backfield somewhat, not exactly 50, 50 split, but I'm just, you know what I mean? Um, and then half the time he's, he's playing as a wide receiver. Uh, and then Ayuk last week, he caught five of his seven targets for 63 yards. And I feel like, we haven't really seen what these what what these guys could do yet this um, this year in terms of like receiving. I, I think we've seen enough from Debo on, in the wideback role. He had that long uh, play last week, but I mean, as a receiver, I feel like they really haven't gotten going yet. And the good thing is, we won't have to worry about Jimmy Garoppolo and his chemistry with these guys because that chemistry is already pretty well established. They're going to pick back up where they left off. You recall the last half of the season, the 2021 season, Brennan Ayuk kind of went on a tear. I mean, he he started his ascension towards uh, you know, wide receiver one, uh, you know, volume. So from week eight on, from two, 2021 week eight on, uh, Brandon Ayuk had 855 yards, 
uh, for four touchdowns. That was in the span of 14 games. That includes the the playoff uh, games as well. And so I would argue that Ayuk has taken a further step this year. And I know we were all excited about the the chemistry between Ayuk and Trey Lance. I, like I was really excited to see that get going. And you know, even through the first two games of the season, we we didn't really get to see that because. Game one was a throwaway game in the monsoon and game two, it did rain a little bit. Uh, but after Trey Lance got hurt, it seemed like the emphasis, you know, was to run the ball. And so Ayuk, uh, I mean, he still got five receptions for 63 yards altogether, but you know, I feel like there's still, there's still more that these receivers can do. Granted uh, you guys probably saw that, Jimmy Garoppolo throw to Ayuk that he probably should have caught towards the left sideline. And so I think that Ayuk has a better game in this one as well as Debo as a receiver. Uh, And so I would be excited for that for this team. Uh, Like I said, I think they're just going to pick back up where they left off, kind of like what we saw last week. Um, But so the other corner that the Broncos have is former 49er Kwan Williams, their slot corner, uh, their nickel. Is this a Kwan Williams revenge game? Hmm. I don't know. He, I mean, he's been pretty solid through two weeks for the Broncos. In week two, he allowed just seven yards on three receptions. Uh, so they're not getting much by him. And in week one, also allowed just seven yards on two receptions. So he's he's been pretty solid. And Juwan Jennings is who gets most of his snaps from the slot. So they'll match up against each other quite a bit. And they have a lot of experience going up against each other. So it'll really be, uh, I'm sure, a good battle between those two. But Ayuk and Debo and probably even Kittle will go up against uh, K1 Williams at some point in this game as well. Uh, because the 49ers like to, you know, run all their guys from the slot at some point in, in games and so that I'm sure that'll be uh, interesting to to watch because there's there's quite a few former 49ers on the Broncos and you know everyone wants to have a revenge game everyone likes to play their former team you know pretty hard and so yeah it, I think it'll be a fun matchup. Moving on to the 49ers offensive line and how they match up against the Broncos defensive line. So the Broncos have outside linebacker Bradley Chubb. You guys should all know who he is. Really good. Uh, They also have Draymond Jones, DJ Jones, as I mentioned earlier, uh, and Deshaun Williams. And on the other end, offense uh, outside linebacker Randy Gregory. Last week, last week, the 49ers offensive line was – Phenomenal in pass blocking. Trent Williams allowed one pressure, one hurry. Aaron Banks allowed one pressure, one hurry. And that was it. That that was it. Everyone else in the game on that offensive line had a clean game. Uh, and that's a really I, – I, for, for how worried we were about the offensive line going into the season, I think they have shut us up um, <laughs> through two games – and, you know, I, I also want to say, though, that not every week is going to look like that. I mean, but it's great to see 
that some of these guys, especially Aaron Banks and Spencer Burford, the younger guys on this line who we were, you know, kind of, you know, nervous about they're they have proven to looking pretty good through these first two games. And in fact, as it stands, both Spencer Burford and Aaron Banks are graded among the NFL's top seven guards in pass blocking. Uh, so they're looking really good out there and hopefully they can continue that in this game. Yeah, what's going on, Dawson? Dawson says, very fun game this weekend, it seems. Yeah, absolutely. We got, there's a lot of storylines in this one. Uh, obviously, the Russell Wilson playing the 49ers again, and then all the for- former 49er players who are now on the Broncos being able to play their former team. Um, and of course, Jimmy Garoppolo back in the fold is QB1. I mean, we could talk about that as well. There's, yeah, there's a lot of storylines for this one. I'm sure Sunday Night Football. Uh, I'm sure they're having a great time, you know, planning out all the talking points. <laughs> uh, Bradley Chubb it will be going up against Trent Williams in this one. In week two, Chubb had one QB hit, one hurry, and two pressures. Uh, so it could be a, a tough matchup for Trent, but like how I always say about Trent in these previews like I, I never worry about him uh I think he'll be just fine I mean Chubb may get his you know there there might be a pressure too I don't know but I'm not worried about Trent Williams in the least bit now Draymond Jones versus Aaron Banks I would be a little worried about but Draymond Jones currently he's listed as questionable on the injury report he is dealing with a neck injury and he actually hurt his neck on Thursday so this is a late in the week injury for Draymond Jones and he was so he was limited on Thursday and then he didn't practice on Friday so uh, there's a possibility that he is out and it would be great for the 49ers if he is out because Draymond Jones led the Broncos in pressures last season with 40 pressures he is one of their better pass rushers on their defensive line and so Aaron Banks uh, he might have a tough go. I mean, like I said, he's looked great through the first two games, but uh, Jones obviously presents, uh, you know, a bigger challenge. Last week, Jones had one hurry, three pressures, and two sacks. So, to my point, tougher matchup for Aaron Banks if Jones is able to go. Um, and I'm honestly not sure who his replacement would be, like who would play in his place. Uh, but obviously, I mean, they wouldn't be as good as Jones. So that would be good for Banks if Jones does not play. But we'll just have to wait and see on that one. But something to keep an eye on uh, heading into that game. Uh, look out for that news on if Draymond Jones is going to play. Well, then now let's talk about DJ Jones. Uh, because DJ Jones, he's he's going all in on the revenge game. He already said he's, quote, going to go crazy. And I am going to go crazy um, in in fear of DJ Jones because he's a beast. I mean, we we know. I fucking miss him. I, I miss him being on the defensive line for the Niners. Uh, awesome run stuffer. I mean, obviously he'd get penetration up the middle as well. He's going to be going up against... Jake Brendel for the most part, but both Banks and Burford uh, could probably see DJ Jones, uh, you know, from either 
uh, gap as well. So last week, DJ Jones had two hurries and two pressures uh, in, in week two. And as I mentioned, he's probably one of their better run defenders as well. I know I mentioned the fact that the Broncos defense, they are fifth in uh, rushing yards allowed through the first two weeks. But DJ Jones has probably been one of their better run defenders. And like I said, he's right up the middle. Uh, So I would expect him to have a good game. I mean, he said he's going to go crazy, so I don't doubt him. Uh, He's going to get his. If I'm Kyle Shanahan, I am running away from him. You know, maybe gets... (laughs) Get some uh, get some runs uh, outside of the tackles, maybe. Uh, yeah, that that would be a good strategy, I think. Uh, so Deshaun Williams, he is going to be matching up against Spencer Burford. Last week, uh, Williams on 15 pass rushing snaps, he didn't produce any pressures. Uh, so I, I mean, so, small sample size, right? But I feel like this could be a good matchup for Burford. And like I said. Burford's so far has been graded among the top seven guards in pass blocking. So he's, he's looked good out there and I would, I haven't seen anything that would lead me to believe that he can't keep it up. So Burford, I think this is a good matchup for him. I think he has another solid game uh, for the Niners uh, at right guard. And uh, now on the other next to him is Mike McGlinchey. And Mike McGlinchey, he's actually, through two weeks, he's allowed just one sack. And that's a huge positive, uh, you know, for McGlinchey. For all the talk that we had this offseason about, well, is McGlinchey going to be the same player? I mean, this is a big injury he's coming back from. You know, he's looked good. I mean, he's he's looked like the same old McGlinchey. So this, I mean, honestly, that's the be- that was the best case scenario we could have had with McGlinchey coming back from his injury uh, through these first two weeks. And so now, week three, he's going to be going up against Randy Gregory. And Gregory is a beast, okay? So I'm a little worried about this matchup. But uh, also, I guess cautiously optimistic, you can say. I mean, obviously, I'm op- I'm always, I always try to be optimistic. I want Mike McGlinchey to do well, but... I'm a little nervous, a little bit. Uh, last week, Gregory had one quarterback hit, four pressures in one sack. Um, in yeah, so I I think uh, altogether, I feel like the offensive line will be okay. They've they've proven through the first two games that you know they can hold up. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think for some of these guys. It, it could be a bigger challenge. Like I said, McGlinchey, uh, this could be a bigger challenge for him as well as for Aaron Banks going up against uh, uh, Draymond Jones. And, you know, Trent Williams will have his hands full with Bradley Chubb uh, as well. But altogether, I think they're, they could have another good game. Uh, fingers, fingers crossed, right? The Broncos... They've given up the third most yardage per game in these first two weeks. And keep in mind, they've played the Seahawks and the Texans. We played the Seahawks. We saw that offense. And you, I mean, we've seen the Texans too. Granted, the Texans a little bit better than they were last season, I think. But still, 
by no means are the Seahawks and the Texans like some, uh, you know, offensive powerhouse, right? And so the Broncos have given up the third most yardage per game playing both of these teams. And so I can only imagine what the 49ers could potentially do uh, against this Broncos defense. So the Broncos right now, they're somewhat of a mess in that they're not looking like many of us expected they would through two weeks of the season. Or, or are they? I mean, why were we expecting this team to look good right out the gate anyway? They have a brand new coach, Nathaniel Hackett, a brand new defensive coordinator whose team is currently leading the league in penalties with 23. Yeah, the Broncos are leading the league in penalties uh, and they have a new quarterback in Russell Wilson who did not play in any preseason games to gain real game chemistry. One second, I have to take this. All right, sorry about that. I like accidentally locked my girlfriend out. Um, all right, but yeah, so Russell Wilson didn't play in any preseason games, so I'm kind of feeling like that plus like new coach. I, I feel like there's they're lacking in chemistry so far in their offense, and this is the same offense that currently ranks last in the red zone. They've had six red zone trips zero touchdowns to to show for it and so they sit last there and so what exactly were we expecting from the broncos i guess uh is my question look i think they have a lot of good pieces i think they'll figure out the kinks you know it's only a matter of time uh but hopefully not in week three right like you know maybe they'll improve a little bit in week three because they have to. They've been getting slammed in the media. Like Nathaniel Hackett has been getting like so much criticism and deservedly so, right? But they they have to figure it out, right? The the Broncos do. So I would expect that, you know, they probably get their shit together a little bit. They probably look a little bit better in uh in week three. But ultimately, I feel like the 49ers are far and beyond a better team than what the Broncos have faced so far. And that's the ugly reality uh, for the Broncos. Like they've struggled against the Seahawks and the Texans. And so even if they are better in week three, how better can it be to be able to beat the 49ers who are, you know, by all accounts, still a great team. I think the 49ers win this game, but I also think it's going to be a close one. Um, They'll make you sweat a little bit like they often do. I think it's going to be 21-20, 49ers win it, Sunday night football. And like I said, I'm going to be there. I'm going to have some great coverage for you guys. I'll post some pictures on my Twitter. You guys can follow me, Steph49K, there. And I'll I'll post some pictures, some videos. And, of course, I'll also have my instant reaction. 
And uh, yeah, uh, I'm really excited for this game, though. Uh, I think, you know, always being Russell Wilson, no matter what team he's on, is always great, just like Joe Staley said. So with that, I'll leave you guys uh, to it. Enjoy the rest of your Friday night. And uh, like I said, make sure you guys subscribe and like this video if you have not yet. Appreciate it. And uh, have a good rest or have a good weekend and uh, talk to you guys Sunday or Sunday or Monday, whenever. All right, guys, have a good one. Peace.